Welcome to The Watching Dead, the officially unofficial podcast for The Walking Dead on AMC. I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. And this is the season 3.5 comeback episode. 3.B. I don't even know what to call this. I hate these things. This I know. middle of the season recap they, they introductions. Sh- yeah. Why can't this be season 4? Yeah. You, you would think so. I mean, it's been like a year. No, it's been two months. Uh, three months most. Uh, so we're just going to talk about like kind of what we want to happen. Um in the next half season and kind of the things that happened between seasons. There's been a lot of stuff. I know you want to talk about the Glenn Mazzara uh, hubbub. We can. That went on. You want to start that off first? Yeah, let's go for it. So uh, I guess the day before Christmas or the day after Christmas or something like that, between Christmas and New Year's, it's called like take out the trash day. Like you got some scandal you want to dump out and nobody pay attention to. <laughs> uh, so AMC announced nice. that they're parting ways with Glenn Mazzara. Now this yeah. is... They've they've had three seasons and they've gone through two showrunners already. Mm-hmm. Um, now, at first, the rumors were going around that there was cre- the, the creative differences. That's what everybody was saying publicly. Sure, that's what um, they always say. But and people wondered, like, you know, is this Kirkman uh, starting to you know get a little bit more control over his intellectual property and wanting to you know the Mazzara is fighting him on things mm. um but what i heard on Seppenwall's podcast i think last week they're talking about the walking dead and um what they've heard is that this second half of the third season is a bit of a mess really yeah. a bit of a mess as in season 2 a bit of a mess as like cuz like, that was a big shit of a mess like amc saw it and decided to part ways with the Mazzara oh, afterwards shit so now that's just a rumor, and um, you know, it, I'm putting it out there for just something I've heard. Okay, but that would kind of make sense. Why Glenn Mazzara has done such a good job with the first well, half? Why? But AMC just dropping somebody because I think I mean I don't I don't know. No, I I don't know why they would drop him, but that seems suspect to me with how good season three was. How universally? Well, I gotta say, if season three and there's no reason to believe the season the the second half of season three shouldn't be as good, if not better, because again, they're writing the good part of one of the most memorable sequences mm-hmm. storylines in the comic book, and they've got plenty of material that they can fill for eight more episodes. Yeah, but if you, if we go through this season and it's as good as the first half of season 3 was which was definitely good it oh, played yeah. to its strengths very well um you got to think the AMC's just really rolling the uh, gambling here with their most popular show ever it's making <laughs> yeah. money hand over fist you know they're getting all kinds of promos and tie-ins and there's merch and well okay so let me say i was surprised when they got rid of Darabont after season 1 uh I think that probably turned out to be a good idea with what Mazzara has done in season three. Um, maybe they're doing the same thing here. Maybe there there really are creative differences, and maybe they don't like the direction the show is going in season three point five, and they don't want him to continue it in four. But season the first half of season three is so good that it's hard for me to see how that could be possible. You know, right? Yeah, I'm saying that's my only catch here. I'm the same way. I just I can't I, it's it's hard for me to fathom why they would do that. Maybe it's a money thing. We know AMC likes their money, or maybe I mean, they think this is just Dish. a formula and it doesn't matter. Because I, yeah, I guess yeah. the other thing was with Mazzara is that he wasn't known as like this barn burn. He's like a uh, I think Feinberg put it that he's basically a competent, experienced showrunner. 
hmm. and they're bringing on I can't remember who it is, but another competent, experienced showrunner. So maybe yeah. their thought is AMC wants to keep this show on the cheap, wants to maintain kind of creative control, doesn't want to deal, get another thing with like Matt Weiner and Vince <laughs> Gilligan where yeah. there's always these kind of tension-filled negotiations between seasons. They want to lock this up for years and years and years. So maybe they're going to do revolving showrunners just to make sure nobody gets too much power. Yeah, I think Matt Weiner got in a good time with his contract because – Right after that, you had these mega hits, yeah. you know, and Mad Men doesn't do the numbers that Walking Dead does, not even close. They wouldn't have given him the contract he wanted then. No, no. I so, mean, obviously, AMC brings a lot of prestige to the network and a lot of awards and buzz that way. But, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I I will say that unlike uh, in season two, where people were kind of like not sure where the Darabont blame ended and the Mazera blame began. Yeah. This is all season three was completely done, done with post everything. Uh, when, when, uh, Mazera got the, the boot and I guess he's still seeing things through like some of the post-production and stuff. It's oh, not, okay. I, I don't, I don't know. I'm less sure about that, but basically everything was shot and in f- the very advanced stage of production before they even gave him the boot. So that's if, such a weird thing to so let. So this is his baby. If it sucks, you can't say it's because <laughs> they brought in the new guy. It's still Mazera. Yeah. And and that would actually be the one thing that makes sense if this turns turns out to just really suck ass. Yeah, sure. Um but I I think it's weird that they say, "Okay, well you're fired, but we're going to let you hang around here and make the rest of the show." contracts to worry about. No, and, I'm just you know. saying it's weird because you know the guy's not going to try as hard, right? Nobody ever tries as hard when they're fired previous to uh, finishing true. the thing. That's, I guess that's true, yeah. So I, I don't know. In IT, they walk you out of the building. Yeah. They say you're fired. Yeah, they give you a box, and they watch you pack. That's certainly what I'm, what I'm used to, <laughs> my experience, even if they like you. It's like yeah. you've got too much power and too much ability to fuck things up. So Yeah, you'd think the same would be with showrunners. Yeah. But I guess yeah. not. No, maybe not. Uh, so I wanted to talk a little bit about kind of the stuff that we hope to see happen, uh, in the end of season three, uh, try not to get spoilery though. Okay. Because I know you've read all the comics past here. I haven't read any of them. Okay. Uh, beyond this. So. Well, why don't you tell me what you hope then? Because uh, I definitely want to see not just a fight between Daryl and Merle. I want to see some sort, not necessarily reconciliation between them. Fight to the death. But I want to see some resolution to the tension between those two brothers. You know, because, I mean, we've seen in season three, um, we've learned a lot more about Daryl and why he is the way he is and what role Merle played in that. And I would like to see that kind of come to a head between these guys. And not just in a fight. I don't want to see them duke it out in an arena. I want to see these issues dealt with. Okay. Um, so for those guys, that's what I want to see. Judging by the previews that I've seen, um, I might be pleasantly surprised with the way that Rick's character goes. Uh-huh. Uh, I definitely want to see... I don't, I don't want any more psychotic breaks. We've had enough of those. Mm. Uh, no more phone ringing. Yeah, I've heard some some comments by other advanced reviewers that imply that we might get some more psychotic breaks. Really? Yeah. Just phones ringing from here yes, to the end of the from show. From to breakfast. Yeah, the last episode is just all one phone <laughs> ringing. That's why Merzero was fired. Uh-huh. Um, I think that I can think of a couple of non-spoiler things I'd like to see. I'd like to see them develop this second half of the season, develop Michonne as a real three-dimensional character. Yes, please. Number one, Hope. 
because I think they've done right by everybody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd like to see Cuddy from The Wire uh, have some staying power. <laughs> Please. You know, I really hope yeah. that he sticks around for multiple season arcs. Mm-hmm. I don't have much hope for that, but that's what I want to see. So those are, my, those are my two kind of spoiler-free hopes for the season. Yeah. Do you want them to do anything particular with Maggie and Glenn? Do you think they're well enough fleshed out at this point where they can just kind of fall to the wayside? I hope they don't and... kill them off yet. Really? What yeah. else are they going to do? Uh, just let us – I think they should be the audience proxy that, like, you know, of kind of like – because that will make it even more painful when they finally do kill yeah. them off. Because it will happen eventually, but I feel like we're just now – Really liking them as a couple. I mean, we saw the outpouring of support and outrage that the mere suggestion that they would be tortured or killed in the climax of last season brought from the listeners. Yeah. I think they should use and exploit that because those are people that, you know, we, the audience, genuinely care about. Don't throw them away. Good point. You know, you you took you a whole season and a half for us to start to be engaged with these characters. And it's not like there aren't any dangerous situations that they can be put in. No. It's the so. freaking zombie apocalypse. Uh, I want to see more zombie apocalypse stuff. I want to see, like, I understand that this is about kind of the people dealing with this situation, but we haven't really seen zombie apocalypse type stuff since the CDC, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been, there There was the one scene in the farm where all the zombies rush and take over. But the CDC is where we kind of learned about the virus. It's sure, sure. Where we learned like how it spread and how quickly and all that. I'm really fascinated with like the logistics of a zombie breakout. Right. So that I I hope we see a little bit more of that. Flashbacks, huh? No, not necessarily flashbacks. I mean, the, the CDC wasn't a flashback, and oh, that was okay. pretty That's well. I actually would like to see some more flashbacks. Flashbacks would be good. I'd yeah. like to see. I think a perfect way to start season three point five would be a governor flashback. Oh, to when he had both of his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> so basically like 15 minutes ago. Yeah. Uh, no, I'd like to see uh, Penny, you know, uh-huh, and his, his uh, um, suspiciously um, Andrea-looking ex-wife, uh-huh. former, like, zombie wife now, I guess. Yep. Yeah, I'd like, to see, I'd like to see that, see kind of a little bit of the rise of the governor. I've yeah. never read that source material. I know there's a whole novel series about that, but maybe they could pull a little bit of info on that. Yeah, it'd be, be cool if they did like I know they're not. But it'd be cool if they did like a Breaking Bad season two, where each episode started with sixty seconds of the rise of the governor, hmm. and somehow those sixty seconds would inform the other. They should do those forty as web minutes episodes. We yeah, that, that would, would be, be hot. Really cool. Yeah, uh, they I should w- also mail us a check for ten thousand dollars. <laughs> they're both equally likely to happen. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I want to see the rest of the X Men. Uh, <laughs> It's, it's a, we've got Wolverine. Yeah, we had we had. I want to see, um, and they all should be played by Barenthal. <laughs> <laughs> Professor, he's already done Professor X with a shaved head. Yeah, yeah. he's put on a red wig. I'm pretty sure I've seen his eyes glow red. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I was gonna say Michonne could play Storm, but I would like to see John Barenthal playing Storm. Yeah, all of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what other characters are there. There's Carol. What do you want to see them do with Carol? Anything? I don't know. I thought they were going to do something interesting with her falling in love with Daryl. And Me I too. kind of like, even though now I'm like, why was I on board for that? But like, okay, um, I'll, I, that would be something interesting for them to do with her. Um, yeah, but not Axel. Come on. Not Axel. No, she's she deserves better than Axel. <laughs> um, 
you know, Herschel looks like he's going to be set up to be a foil for Rick or someone mm. to kind of push him into, you know, okay. a direction of increased leadership. And he's not going to let him slack off or play the, oh, poor me, I lost my uh, shrew wife routine. Yeah. Uh, I continue to love Herschel. Glad he stuck around. Yeah, me too. Um, uh, he's, he's always been one of my favorite characters to watch. We talked about Daryl and what we want to see with from his arc. Yeah. Uh, what about uh, Carl? Carl. Carl Jr. Carl's the big one. I think Carl needs to step up in a big way now, right? He has kind of stepped up for a little kid. He has, definitely. But now that his mom's out of the picture and not holding him back and telling him not to do these things, uh, I think he's going to become even more like his dad. I'll tell you what. Um, anyone who's read the comic books, there's a little mini arc right after the prison sequence, uh, after conclusion of the prison uh, arc. That which I guess that's a minor spoiler. The prison arc will come to a close eventually. Um, that I found very heartbreaking to read. I would like to see them explore that in the first few episodes of season four. Okay, no idea what you're talking about, but I agree. The people in the comic book fan, the comic fans are like, you know, nodding, yeah, hell yeah. Okay. Um, what else? Uh, that's about it for the the people. Um, I don't know. Not you really think Poindex- a- well, how do you feel about Poindexter? You think he's going to survive? I'm going to have to. Yeah, I'm so- have to chug the court. <laughs> I think you might. Like I said in last episode um, that we did, which was the season 3.0 wrap up. Uh, I think Andrea, if if Woodbury falls apart and Poindexter survives that whole ordeal, yeah, um, then. Andrea might sway Rick to have him come along. I just thought it was fun. It was cute that Pam in our Boulder, Colorado meetup. I mentioned that. It's like, do you think I'm going to have to – she's like, oh, God, don't drink the whole fifth. <laughs> yeah. As if this podcast is a suicide <laughs> pact. <laughs> it, it will kill you. <laughs> Although oh, if there are man. any Arab sheiks with $50 million, for real, give me a call. <laughs> um, no, I mean I say all kinds of stupid shit. I will, yeah. I, I will make a pledge that I will continuously drink through that podcast. Sure. I will get pretty snookered, but I'm not going to chug a fifth. No, of course not. That would be bad not. things that happen. Yeah. Drinking too fast and stop your heart. That's what yeah. the billboards say around here. <laughs> <laughs> and it stops your brain and it turns you into a zombie. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That's pretty much it uh, as far as I had um, things that I want to see next season. Uh, I'm really excited for it to come back, though. It's w- one of the more fun shows that we do. Oh, yeah. Honestly, because it's not all praise. I mean, there are good parts, there are bad parts, and... When there are bad parts, we like to bag on it. When there are good parts, we like to praise it. So. Plus, you know, we get to do our little skits. That's a lot of fun. That is a lot of fun. Writing and rehearsing those. Is I good hope stuff. they give us a good opportunity to do at least one. I guess I think yeah. one a uh, one a partial season is about you know you don't want to wear out our welcome with those things. Definitely not. Yeah, we did it's like the a couple last my terrible Rick Grimes season. accent. A little bit of that goes a long way. Yep, you can't have too many fiestas. No, nope. nobody to have a fiesta over anymore. Yeah, there's nobody, nobody I, I hate would, anymore. Nobody I would uh, break a pinata over. <laughs> no. They need to work on giving me something to hate. Maybe that cut. Maybe Cuddy will be a real asshole. Maybe so. <laughs> Tyrese is going to be a fucking butt yeah. much. Could be. All right. Well, that's it. This is a nice short episode, and we'll be back to our normal analysis and feedback next episode when the show airs. Yeah, uh, on February tenth, Tuesday evenings, late evening EST, yep. around between ten and eleven is what we usually average. Yeah, it comes back on the tenth, and then two days after we will. 
have it posted oh, late that evening. Also, um, I can go ahead and give an outro, I guess. That would be something that uh, would be beneficial to do. Why not? I, I stump and stall until I pull up my notes. <laughs> um, one thing we're doing, uh, we're, we're trying to do in the hiatus, uh, we are doing like a general TV podcast called the Bald Move TV Podcast. You can find it on iTunes or on baldmove.com. Mm-hmm. Um, we are currently covering Justified, Downton Abbey, and HBO's Girls. So if any of those things are interesting uh, to you, check it out. We put the time codes in the uh, body of the RSS feed. So if you don't really give a shit about girls, you can know exactly how far you got to fast forward to get to Justified or Downton. Yep. Uh, so give that a, 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 a try. You can send us email at the or at watchingdead at baldmove.com. You can follow me on Facebook.com. We always have a weekly thread that's pretty rollicking on The Walking Dead at Facebook.com slash BaldMove. Jim live tweets oh, yeah. at uh, Twitter.com at BaldMove. Uh, check out our two new affiliates. We've got the Personal Arrogance guys out of Seattle this week. They talked about Magic the Gathering, the Gate Crash expansion, and beer, their favorite subject. And our newest new affiliates, the girls from L.A., The Because Show, Amy, Susan, Gerilyn, uh, not only did they buy us shots remotely from Los Angeles at our Boulder, Colorado meetup, which was very cool, but this week they talk, they start talking about Legos, and then they move into high, high-end sex toys <laughs> and Levi moisturizing jeans. Uh, they play a drunk dial that we did uh, from Boulder, Colorado, like two o'clock in the morning from a Best Western. It's epic. Check it out. Lots of fun. Uh, we also appreciate your reviews and ratings on iTunes for all of our shows. If you got 30 seconds, you got the iTunes client, please go in there, click a couple stars, throw it our way, and use our Amazon affiliate link, amazon.baldmove.com. Again, doesn't cost you anything, nothing at all. doesn't add your shipping. It just gives us a little bit of coinage, and we appreciate that. It keeps the lights on, keeps us in booze, <laughs> keeps our, web, our website from being shut off. We appreciate all those things. So thanks for everyone that does that. Definitely. And that's it until next week. Uh, Really looking forward to the season coming back. Hope to see you guys there. So until next time, I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. See you next Sunday.